eliminate lifelong fears, live outside of time, rediscover true joy. Who are you and why are you here? Walk in balance. Join us in giving a warm welcome to the Wawan Institute's Wisdom Keepers. He's another way. Listen to me. Now is the time. Hello, everybody. It's December 18th, 2018. I'm Kelly Talking here in Pavlovic. And Jim Great Oak Waters. Hope you're having a great week so far. We are coming up quickly on something called the winter solstice. It happens this year on December 22nd. What is it exactly? What's the history of it? It has a great history that we'd really like to tell you about. And we'd like to explain to you a little bit about who used to celebrate it, who still celebrates it, why they celebrate it, what the meaning of it is, and some of the traditions that have followed throughout history. And how you may want to start following it yourself to honor your ancestors to who very well may have celebrated solstice. To start with the very basics, solstice means a time of the year when the sun has reached its farthest point, either north or south in the path that it follows. So at the third week in June, around June 20th through the 22nd, we have a summer solstice, and that's when the days are the longest. The sun sets as late in the day as it does all year and rises as early in the day as it does all year. It is the longest day and the shortest night. On the flip side, we have the winter solstice, which happens usually between December 20th, 22nd, give or take a little bit in there. This year it's the 22nd. And it means that the the sun has moved to its farthest point away from us. And therefore, our nights are the longest on that day. And our day is the shortest. The sun will rise the latest in the morning that it ever does and set the earliest that it ever does. So it is a celestial event and it marks the path of the sun. It's part of your your real time clock, not the one that's on the wall or on your wrist, but the one who has given us the value of life throughout throughout the millenniums till what about 500 years ago when we started creating um, TikTok clocks right. and we had uh, sundials before right. that we had sticks in the ground so solstice and equinoxes are major uh, pivotal points in our uh, history it splits our year into four chunks basically between the solstice and the equinox and the solstice and the equinox we have four basically seasons or four four parts of the year and uh, it is. It's it's the it's the most ancient, the most basic, uh, simplest way of telling where you are in the seasons, where you are throughout the year. People have used the, the movement of the sun throughout eternity, basically since we were um, just had come, probably just come out of the trees um, to figure out what the weather was going to be like, what the growing season was going to be like later on when we got into civilizations and we started farming. Uh, We needed to know when to harvest, we needed to know when to plant, and we needed to know when the first frost was likely to come, and that all was determined by the position of the sun. And we've all heard about many, many, many structures that have been built over the years that follow or help us determine 
when the sun has reached its zenith one way or the other. Stonehenge comes to mind. Yes. Um, Serpent, Serpent Mound. Mount, Serpent Mound in Ohio. Um, the, the various pyramids, mm -hmm. uh, both in uh, Central America and in Egypt. Mm -hmm. uh, the, um, the effigies that they have in China yes. and, and other places around the world. This is important that we understand that although we have a clock and we need to keep time, we have to go to work at a certain time and our TV shows are on at a certain time, we still need to have respect for that biological clock that ticks inside of us. And for the, the solstice itself, as we're going to be celebrating or commemorating, depending on how you look at it, uh, is a special thing for the Shawnee Madej people in uh, the Midwest of, of, of the United States. Early in the morning, the elders in the family who have prepared a packet of, of bone and feather and leather and stones and twigs and other items that they believe would be useful for the children. And they would hide these in bundles and then the children would get up and they would find the bundles and they would take these materials that are inside and they would, throughout the, that shortest day of the year, they would create a gift for the elders in the family. So the elders have given them the toy to, to build, the, the gift to build, and the, the children in return, return that back to them as a gift to the elders. And on the blog that we're writing this week, on the blog that's being written this week about that, we go in more detail. But it is a fabulous celebration that brings family together. And you know, the solstice has, has been something that has been celebrated throughout the world in so many different traditions in uh, in Europe in and in a lot of the, the other pagan traditions that were pre-Christian. It was really about the celebration of the return of the sun, S-U-N because S-O-N had not happened yet. And it was uh, noted that it was going to be the longest night of the year. We were coming to the coldest part of the year. Gifts were given. Evergreen was brought into the house. Does any of this sound familiar? And candles were lit and fires were built to welcome back the return of the sun because on every day after the winter solstice, the days become longer. The sun is coming back to us and we're regaining light. We have always brought evergreen into our homes as a symbol of everlasting life, meaning that there's this, that circle of growing, that circle of life that happens where um, deciduous trees lose their leaves and they don't come back again until the spring. Crops die. Uh, and, and other plants die off and then they come back. Grass gets brown and it greens back up again in the spring. But the evergreen trees, the cedars and the pines and uh, all of those conifers stayed green the entire year. They must have had some kind of magic. And because of that magic, they always reminded us that there was life. Even when we could not see it, there was still life. The gifts were given because, again, quite frankly, it was becoming the coldest part of the year, and it was the roughest part to survive. 
And we didn't know who we were going to see again at the cross quarter day at the beginning of February where we typically built a fire and uh, and cleansed ourselves and cleansed our animals. That month and a half or so between the end of December and the beginning of February, people may not have survived. People were elderly, if they were weak, if they were sick, if they had been injured, the cold was too harsh. It was too difficult to stay comfortable at that time of the year. It was too difficult actually to keep fed. If you hadn't had a good season or you hadn't been able to store enough food, people may have starved to death in that time. So gifts were given as a way to show love, to show appreciation, and to bestow best wishes on everyone that everyone that we're celebrating with at the solstice we're going to see on the cross quarter day as well. Even here in North America, the Algonquian-speaking people, as well as other people on this shortest day, remember their ancestors, the ones that have passed, and they call out their names. And this is similar to the Feast of Dead, which happens about uh, a month and a half earlier uh, in Central America with uh, the, uh, the celebrations and the families going into the cemeteries and spending the night with the families there and, and celebrations and, and having candles and, and lanterns and, and a great feast right there in the cemetery. In, in our tradition, we come in together and we gather in the, the great house, the, the, the ceremonial lodge, and we call out the name of each of the persons who have passed to let them know that we still remember them and we still want them to know that we feel that they are in the, the great lodge with us at that time. Because in our tr- interpretation, they're simply on the other side of the veil. They can see us, they can hear us. We can't see them, we can't hear them. But it's, it's a wonderful time of the year. So those are some of the peoples that celebrate solstice today. Um, Jim and I, as traditional midday following people, celebrate the solstice in our spiritual path. Uh, Neo-pagans, Wiccans, and other people who follow that that neo-pagan path still follow the original traditions of winter solstice with the evergreens and the gift-giving and the light. You know, around the world. All cultures do that, though. Uh, even in, in ancient times and even in today, uh, they do celebrate this particular time of year because everyone is aware that better days are coming, longer days are coming, right. the warmth is coming back. Here in Arizona, the warmth is really going to come back. <laughs> it's going to be like the Sahara for a while. But it is that time when growth begins again. Right. We have a prayer that we give uh, nightly that we say that as a stone of death is placed on our head, that we hope we have done enough this day that that the stone of death may be removed so we have another day to live. And in the shortest day of the year, it's kind of symbolic of that. The stone of death is placed on our heads that night and we wake up for the next day which is a day longer than the shortest day of the year. Right. And we've lived through it. In our house, uh, usually each year, we, for a short time, turn on every single light in the house for a short period of time. Uh, Light candles, turn on electric lights. Everything is lit and blazing because it is our way of welcoming back the return of the sun. In fact, you know, it's quite interesting. These traditions sound so very, very familiar, and they are today mostly associated with the celebration of Christmas, which is the birth of Christ. And uh, actually, the story goes that in order to 
help pagans convert to Christianity. The church decided that it would be best to keep many of the traditions and simply give them a new twist, give them a new name, give them a new reason for being, uh, which they wanted the converted to celebrate the birth of Christ and, and that miracle that happened that night in the manger. But they took a lot of those old traditions so that it would still feel comfortable to go from basically one belief system to something that was entirely new and, uh, and rather strange to the country people. You know, and that's how all religions have grown as uh, internally the religions have grown into individual uh, units uh, in all ways. It is important that we remember that as we Midday people believe that if we find fault in someone else's path to God, that we are going to lose our path to God or Creator. And that means that if we believe so strongly that we human two-leggeds know so much more than God does about the path that each person takes to be with that, with our Creator, that we are uh, we're insulting our Creator. So be very careful whether it's you uh, you follow one trail to be with God, or you find another path to be to God, or or Yahweh, or or Jehovah. Be ecumenical in this aspect, and let God judge those, and by God's own judgments. You just be the good person that you need to be. You know, we often hear and see at this time of the year uh, the reason for the season. My most heartfelt entreaty to all of you who are listening right now is that please remember there are many reasons for this season. From our Jewish friends who just uh, celebrated Hanukkah a couple of weeks ago, to those of us who still celebrate the solstice in whichever way we do, whether it's tribally or from a pagan standpoint or a Celtic standpoint or what have you, to the people who are Christian and celebrate the birth of Christ and this most exciting day of the year where their Savior was born, to the people who celebrate things like Kwanzaa, which is a, um, a reverence for their culture and their history for African people. There's lots of reasons for the season. I hope sincerely that you have a a wonderful holiday season this year. And um, next week we'll be back talking about Christmas because it will actually be Christmas Day. And we're going to talk about traditions that we had in our households growing up. And there is one week left in the gift buying season for those of you who do celebrate Christmas Day. If you're looking for something interesting, something that no one else has considered, check out our books on Amazon.com. We've got a View from the Medicine Lodge, which is a collection of short stories about contemporary Native life and viewpoints. We've got a cookbook called The Keeper's Kitchen, full of healthful, easy-to-prepare recipes. Uh, subtitle is Food That Nourishes Your Body and Soul. Check it out. There's some really great recipes in there. And then we've also got two daily meditation books called Quiet Autumn Moments and Quiet Winter Moments. And as the winter solstice is just about upon us, Quiet winter moments would be a perfect gift for those of us who celebrate the solstice or who really would like to have that daily introspection with a little bit of help. Yes, they're not spiritual, they're not religious. They're directly to helping you have a better day, a better life, and they're based on the four stepping stones of life. Absolutely. And also, because the time is upon us, in all probability, if you order today, Amazon can fulfill that order before Christmas. 
if they can't keep in mind that many of the books we have are digital, that you can download Kindle books Absolutely. and just you, you can gift it and it'd be an instant gift. So the possibilities are there. So every week we have this podcast on Tuesdays. You can find it on Facebook and on our website at pawaka.com. That's P-O-W-A-K-A. Every Wednesday there's a blog article also on pawaka.com that talk about topics as they relate to the four stepping stones. That's about all for this podcast. I'm Jim Great Elk Waters. I'm Kelly Talking here in Pavlovic. We hope you have a great holiday, whatever it is that you celebrate. Walk in balance. This has been a production of the Wewan. Copyright 2018. For more information on the Society and Institute, visit pawaka.com, P-O-W-A-K-A.com, and wewan.org, W-E-W-A-N.org.